Radio Theater Project. Theater of the mind for today. Future Past, dramatized stories from the golden age of science fiction presents the Skylark Adventures, where great heroes and villains battle each other over the fate of the universe. This time, it's Norleman, based on the stories by E.E. E. Doc Smith, written for radio by Joseph McGuire. Why is your brow so wrinkled this morning, Dick? Redtop, it's our latest chance encounters with Blackie Duquesne and the Fenachrone that's got me tied up in knots. But why does Blackie Duquesne have you down? Well, ever since I found out that he left Earth, I've been wondering just uh, where... Why don't you use your object compass? That should point at where he is, shouldn't it? Yes, Dottie Dimples, it should, but it doesn't. Marty and Peg are over at the workshop trying to do something about it. Today is when we'll see what they've done. Then let's have breakfast and go. <laughs> right you are, Redtop. Lilla, breakfast. You see, Peg, instead of using the object compass in the partially evacuated air, as we've been doing, we're going to evacuate all the air from the vessel. Let me guess. Then it can oscillate at a faster rate and track smaller things that are a lot farther away. Right? Right, darling. I love it when you talk engineering. It just revs my motor. Gosh, Peg. Uh, um... Dottie and I just came from breakfast. I was grousing about Duquesne, so we came to see what's what. Hi, Dick. Dot, come on in and pull up a chair. Having much luck with the compass? Absolutely. We've already started the oscillation of the compass needle. I like how you added a photocell counter. It would have been difficult to count the swinging needle with the naked eye. That was Peg's idea. I'm proud of you, Peg. Your father would have been, too. Yep. My old man would have thought I was doing fine. Sure wish he was still around. Well, there it is. That's how far Duquesne is. Not far enough for me. He's many, many light years away and out of our hair. For now. We should be far enough away that they can't use an object compass accurately. Whatever you say, Chief. I know this is all new for you. But I will explain as I go along. Why pick me, Chief? One reason is that you were known as a pretty hard-boiled babe in Perkins' old gang. And I need that. Just as long as you don't get the idea I'm your personal chippy. The other reason is, I heard you were smart. I had to be working in a man's world. I ran my policy racket straight, not crooked. I always made money, and I never took anything from nobody. So long as you can handle things. Now I'll begin to show you how the ship works. Dick, now that we know where Duquesne is, you had something else on your mind. <laughs> you got something poppin' in that old noggin. <laughs> Remember when Dunark and Sitar came from the planet Ozonome to pick up some X to knock off some enemies? Yes. Right. Yeah, and we found their enemies destroyed by the people called the Fenachrone? Mm -hmm. yeah. Correct. And I said we'd try to stop them? Yes, Dickie, we all remember. And what have you come up with? We're gonna hunt us up some people with bigger brains than ours, but we need to get going fast. Even though Blackie is far away from here, we should get a move on and keep stealing his march before he cooks our goose. I've now shown you how to pilot this vessel. Any questions? None that would lead anywhere. First, I'm going to give you some important information. We're heading to a planet called Osnome, where we're going to pick up a better ship. Okay, Chief. That's why we had to travel under high acceleration to get away from Seton's object compass. 
Now we're heading back to a star cluster with 17 green suns. Right, Chief. Now we're in the splendor of space. <laughs> See, Dottie? You're an influence on me. I'm a poet. I'll make you civilized yet. So what's your plan? I believe that help with the Fenachrone lies on the planet around the oldest sun in the green cluster. Now that's an interesting hypothesis. I don't know enough of cosmology to check that. How do we test it? By going there. So you believe that life is not unique, that it's everywhere? Well, I don't see why not. Before you boys head off into the heights with your theories, I have something that might help. What's that, Dottie Dimples? Children's stories. Having minored in literature, I was quite interested in the Kondalian stories told to children. They have an unsophisticated look into the mind of society. At least that's what my professor said in my sociology class. Well, come on, Dottie. Don't keep us in suspense. According to this nonfiction storybook, Kondal was visited by immaterial green people who couldn't be hurt, no matter what the adults did. How was that significant? It's what the visitors didn't do that matters. They didn't kill people. All the other kids' stories were essentially eye for an eye on a truly horrible scale. Well, there you are, Marty. Something for your think tank. I do believe now that we might have some success. Let's take a whirl. All it takes is time to prove it. Time to study up on the cluster so we can pick the right star. First star of the right, and off till morning. Watch on the telescope and describe the action. There are round ball ships engaged in some dogfight. One's turning cherry red and it's going straight up. People are jumping out of the ship with parachutes. The other ships are following the people trying to bump them off. What about the ship? Gone straight up under its own steam. Going after the ship. Whoever was in that ship would have been toast. Beautiful work. Never mind that. Go to the visiplate and tell me when we're close to that ship. Right, Chief. Just like to see a job well done. I see the ship, Chief. You're right on the button. Speared it with an attractor. We'll take it out of here into deep space, letting it cool off. Good work, Chief. Now that you've seen another planet outside our solar system, you have lost all doubt? Never had any doubts. Never had any doubts, even after I bumped the guy for trying to horn in on my racket. I see. Now I'll show you a real ship compared to this weak steel vessel. It's been six weeks, but there it is, Dottie. The Green Star Cluster. Couldn't we name the cluster something other than the Green Cluster or Suns? How about Cuprus? The root word for copper and CU on the periodic table. I like it. I second it. Everybody agree? Sure. Yeah. Well, that suits me to the ground. We've been taking readings to find the oldest star in uh, the Cuprus system. How long is it going to take to arrive at the oldest sun? About four weeks more. Even though we have a fantastic propulsion system, we still have to follow celestial mechanics. Right you are, Marty. Tell me, Venomol, separate fool. How goes the conquest of the galaxy? Very well, sire, unless you deem to interfere with the expansionist party. If I wanted to interfere, you would all be dead on my torture racks. The expansionist party is what I want. Then this is my report. We have conquered 375 star systems, annihilating those who stood in our way. Our ever-expanding fleet of the Death Ships continues. Your report amuses me, Chancellor, but it is not complete, you fool. No civilization has done us any harm. The report is complete as any mind with an intellect could see. 
there is no one with the knowledge to stop us, as we, the Fanacron, shall rule the universe. Very good, Chancellor, or at least not incompetent. The universe shall be ours. Now that we have a Condalian Arnak vessel, we must leave before Seton finds his object compass pointing at me out here. Right, Chief. I will transfer myself to the Condalian vessel, and you will follow me as we travel to our next destination. Right, Chief. Well, I'm glad I didn't bring you along for conversation. Let's get to it. Okay, Chief. Eight weeks in space, even with the one you love, can become tedious. Can't go out on the town. Can't go for a walk in the woods. Can't go see a movie. It can be dull. Well, at least my practice time with the Stradivarius helps pass the time. And the things that Marty is teaching me. Are you gals feeling the blues? Dick, when did you come in? Uh, just a moment ago. I've got news that will cheer you up, Redtop. We're pretty close to arriving? That's what I came to tell you. We're close. If you look out of this filtered visiplate, you can see our destination. Keen. That big booming star? Is that where we're going? Yep. Another two weeks. Good. I'm going to hunt down Marty and celebrate. Ta-ta! We should do some celebrating ourselves. You may be blushed, Dottie Dimples. What? What's that? I don't know! What is it, Dick? Why the alarm? Look there! It's a ghost! Loring, we're now in open orbit far from Osdome. Turn off your engines. I'm turning mine off. Done. Now what? Come back to the ship as per plan? Yes. You sure you can cross over without any problems? I see no problem. Just like stroll in the park. I'll be watching in case of trouble. Right, Chief. Cocky little woman. She's launched herself across the connecting line. Seems to be unfazed. I'm in the airlock. Want to let me in? Welcome back, Loring. Have a nice trip? Sure thing, Chief. It was just dandy. I let the line loose from our ship, so we're ready to go. Now that we're moving on to our next destination, I have a story to tell. While on Osdome, after we defeated the Martinale fleet, I had an encounter. I would take walks there every day to keep myself fit. I found a strange wreck from a crash landing. I went in through a hole in the side. There were five dead bodies. Like the Arabian night stories I used to read in the orphanage. When does the genie appear? No djinn, but I needed knowledge of what happened. Too bad they were dead. That was not the problem. I could read their dead brains. You sure you're not pulling my leg? Got you thinking, finally. No, I'll show you later how it's done. The strange thing was one of the bodies was a lizard-like humanoid. The other four were Osnomian. This is getting exciting. What did their dead brains tell you? Four of the five? Nothing. They were blank as the day they were born. The fifth told the whole story. You inferior races will all discover the power of the Fenecrown. I have given each of you the elixir of death that will blast your mind into nothingness. No one will read your dead brains and learn of our plan for universal conquest. You will not conquer Condal as long as I breathe and have a weapon in my hands. A hidden inferior and he challenges his superior. Ah. 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 
I have killed her, but I've my death wound. Now I must somehow return this vessel to Kondal. The controls of the Fenachrone ship were beyond the Osnomian's understanding. He crashed the ship and died. I learned much reading his brain. Like what, Chief? Where the Fenachrone home system is, and a lot more. The arrogant Fenachrone fool bragged of their plans of conquest and where they came from, even provided exquisite details on the location of the Fenachrone home system. How convenient. She acted like some cheap, melodramatic, mustache-twirling villain. The Fenachrone Empire is our next destination. It's a damn ghost. Hold on there, Peg. I know what it is, I think. What is it? It's all smoky and green. It's becoming more substantial. It's thickening to a form. Is it the Fenachrone? No. She's Osnomian. She's gesturing. Good lord! Ray beams are shooting out her eyes! If I hadn't seen it myself, I wouldn't believe it. Let her do what she wants to do. These ray beams are nothing but attractors pulling things around faster than hand movements. See, there goes the mechanical educator cart. She seems to be Osnomian, except for her larger cranium. That's fascinating. Wait, wait, she seems to be done. She's gesturing for one of us to come put on an educator headset. I'll do it. I'm the most expendable. Peg, that is not... We all do it, right, Dick? Sure, Dottie. One for all and all for one. What do you think that radio signal is, Lorraine? Dunno. We've been traveling for a while. The Violet has plenty of speed ever since you rebuilt the engines with fenachrone ideas. The Violet? Had to call the ship something. Violet, because she's so nice looking, yet so lethal. Never mind. I think it's a distress signal. I built an all-wave receiver that scans frequencies until it finds a signal, then locks onto it. The signal is strongest here. We'll stop the ship. Go to a visiplate and use a spotlight to find whatever it is. Nothing so far, just lots of chunks of iron. Whoops, there it is. It's a suit of iron. Looks like a man. I think that's a fenachrone in a spacesuit. Let's bring him in with an attractor. See if he's alive. Thank you for trusting me. A people as young as yourselves have many fears. Great cats. Who are you? Where do you come from? Forgive me. We have been expecting you for so long, and my joy has overcome my manners. I am Orlin, first in astronomy. And where are you from? From Norleman. Tell us, kind ma'am, more about you and your people. I am the mere projection of my corporeal self, back on Norleman. I was chosen by the Council to meet you, as I know the most of any person about astronomy. Doesn't that make you sit up and take notice? Well, it may take us a couple of weeks to get to their planet. They just shoot a beam at us and talk to us in seconds. Seems like you're right, Dick. The older the people, the more the knowledge. Excuse us for being rude. We haven't met up with many friendly peoples outside of Earth system. We understand. The first in psychology warned me that younger people move faster than us. Do you think they want something? Your young woman is correct. We need Robelin. Without Robelin, we can't use the Fourth Order effectively, which is why our projection is unfocused at first. 
Rovelin? What's that? Excuse me. Rovelin is what you call X. Oh! You don't have X? No, Rovelin cannot exist with a planet that has any amount of copper. You can have as much as you need, and we know a planet has plenty. We also need your help. We know of the plight that the galaxy faces. We have overheard some of your conversation in the last few of your hours. No privacy. I don't like that too well. Sure don't. It could give a gala complex. We apologize. It was necessary to listen because we needed to know what kind of people you were. But soon you will be joining us in person. Now I will go. We have him strapped down on the acceleration seat and his helmet off. Hand me those electrodes off the educator. We're all three wired up. Now? We read his brain. This is quite something. We're rattling around in someone's head. Here's the memories I'm looking for. It's Seton's ship they attacked. The Skylark turns into a silver ball. Hours later, the silver ball chops up the Fenachrone spaceship. Looks like they didn't keep their guard up, suckers. Seton has something I don't. But now I have something he doesn't have. Are you done, Chief? This guy's starting to come out of it. Yes, I've got all that I want. Let's get rid of him through the airlock. Okay, Chief. I thought you had a plan that used that monster. I've changed my mind. Or what I saw changed it. It's more important to keep the Fenachrone from attacking Earth. And that means? Uh, working with Seton again. You've asked to meet with me? I have something serious to talk about. This is Drasnik, the first in psychology. Drasnik will assist with our conversation. Hello, my young man. I will observe mostly, as is my duty as the first of psychology. Carry on, Orlin. What is troubling you? Can I communicate through the mechanical educator? It would be faster to explain the problem. Of course. How remiss of me. Drasnik? Certainly. We will transfer the knowledge of the orders of quantum waves from the first through the theoretical fifth. Good Lord. Great cats. G great balls of fire. This is stupendous. So that explains a lot of how the Skylark and X works. And your information is also grim news. What do you think, Drasnik? If this should come to pass, then it shall be truly written on the graven sphere of life. Don't be pessimistic, I have a plan. Fire up the education gear and let me think at you. Ah yes, this puts a different angle on the problem. Yes, the Fenachrone are to be curtailed. A masterful plan, young Seton. Though the details will have to be supplemented with a great amount of work. It is time for recreation and refreshment. But we must plan and make decisions. Don't be impatient, youth. All must be done in their time. Now we must refresh and reinvigorate our minds and bodies. You have pushed yourself in the past and near destruction, and that mustn't happen again. Let us go. This is one of the most fantastic electronic laboratories I've ever seen. I'll never get the hang of this. Ravel, the first of mechanism, built all this, and she will come to tutor you later. But first, we must start to fulfill your plan. Now look at this Visa screen. A white star. You must have filtered it so it won't burn our eyes out. Attend, youth. 
Most of your mechanisms are on the fringe of the Fourth Order ray and powers. We have discovered most, if not all, of the entire spectrum of the Fourth Order. With the Ravelin you have supplied, we are now ready to go down into the Fifth Order, below the level of the Aether. That must be a strange place of uncertainty in a, a faster-than-light realm. To use the spectrum, we must be able to focus and to manipulate it. And that is where the gem Phaedon is to be used. It will be the lens of the Fifth Order forces. Well, come on, let's get hopping. While speed is of the essence here, accuracy is more essential. The gem is on its way and will arrive at the star in a moment. An object takes time to go the distance, while our projections will travel in mere seconds. Well, since we have a moment, why have you been teaching me the engineering and not Marty? While your friend Crane is an able person, you were born with a great capability. You can store the information and understand what we will give you. You are unique. <laughs> a sport. A mutant, huh? Not human? Drasnik says you are very human. All too human. Just with an abnormal capacity for deep thought. You will make mistakes and you will follow the wrong path sometimes. But one day you may learn to think. The Faden has arrived. We will go now. I'm almost seasick. We've arrived in the middle of the star. Words fail me. Watch as the Phaedon goes deep into the star. The lab is letting loose thunderclaps of electricity. Where I was grounded or we'd all be ashes now. Pay close attention as I cut the Phaedon in half, allowing the mass of the star to fill the interior. Only the Phaedon can hold this in a state of stasis. You're putting the jewel back together. It, it, it's sealed up tight. Oh, we're, we're back in the lab. The Faden will return shortly, taking no longer than before. Now we must tutor you on... Dick, Orlin, the Nolamans have discovered another ship inbound. I think it's Duquesne. What are you doing here, Duquesne? I'm here because of a menace named the Fenachrone. I'd rather not be here, but Earth is at stake. How in the blue blazes did you find us? You forgot. I have an object compass focused on you. Why are you so disturbed by your fellow Earth inhabitant? He has only come to help out in the defense of your home planet. The only thing he wants is to do us dirt and wind up as the head dog of Earth. So, Blackie, what do you think you have that we don't? The complete breakdown of their plan of conquest. Their array of technology. We already have that. And the disposition of their conquest fleet. We don't have that. How did you get it? I also had a run-in with a Fenachrone. I read his mind very thoroughly before I shoved him out of an airlock. Richard, that's something we need to make a complete mop-up. So, what do you want for this knowledge, Blackie? Nothing. This does not disturb my plans towards Earth, or you. Once I leave here, it will still be you or me. But Earth must be protected. Alright, Blackie, you can deal yourself in. This is the last time. Orlon, go ahead and tape the knowledge. I've got to go to Ravel so we can set up the mechanisms. What's he doing here? Duquesne has knowledge that we need for the plan. How 
does he do it? How does he always get to stick his nose into things? Wait, they're about to talk. Today is a day that will go down in the annals of the universe. We are going to bring an evil in the universe to an end. Norlamans all over our planet have weighed the options and considered carefully the possible outcomes. We move forward with certain knowledge that we have correctly decided not to eliminate the people of Fenachrone. Our hope is that they will develop beyond the need for power and again join the community of sentient people. Tell them what's going to happen with the Death Fleet. Sadly, they must go into the next cycle of life. With the knowledge that Duquesne gave, we can, with our Fifth Order projector, accomplish this. We will find each death ship and cause it to explode. That will be the end to the threat to our galaxy. Dick, must we do this? Must we kill those on the death ships? This sickens me. This is vengeance. What about all of the people that have been wiped out by these monsters? Do we forget them? Can't you put a force field thing around these death ships? We could try, but some may get away. Can we chance it? Dottie, Don't listen Dottie to me. Don't me, Richard Ballinger Seaton. You've changed from the fun-loving genius that I fell in love with to a vengeful man who's forgotten that two wrongs don't make a right. What a load of molly-coddling nonsense. We have been given the power to remove these pests, and we should. Ah, Dottie, maybe you're right. Orlon, couldn't we surround the Death Fleet ships with zones of force? We could, but as I said, we may not get them all. Some may escape. I don't know. If Duquesne wants to do it, maybe it's not the right way. What do we do with evil? I'm not sure. Now what? Does anyone see our way out of this puzzle? Of course. All it takes is a press of this button. Look at the visiplate! It's done. Earth is safe. Duquesne! You're power-crazed madman! You didn't have to kill them all! Dorothy, I'm sorry. Leave, Duquesne, before I take you apart. We promise we let you go. If I ever see you again, I'll kill you. Good day, gentlemen. Ladies. Lorraine, they're the worst kind of fools. They would have let the Death Fleet live, putting Earth in jeopardy. At least you know your own mind, Chief. What's next? Duquesne. Holy crap! A white glowing ball! Who are you? I'm the entity you called the Intellectual. You may call me Eight. I thought you couldn't leave your territory. That was part of the test. There's so much we can do as energy beings of the Sixth Order. It's a ghost, isn't it? Shut up, Loring. What do you want, Eight? We have decided to ask you to join us and become beings of energy. Why not? I could do a lot more as an energy being than as I am now. What about me, Chief? Put that gun away, fool. You can take the spaceship and do whatever you want. No, she has no part in the scheme of things. Too bad. My gun doesn't work. She's gone. Well, Eight. It is done. Well, gang, we're heading back home to Earth once again. I, for one, am happy to be going home. I think I've had enough adventure for a lifetime. Me too. And I have some news for you, Marty. We're going to have a baby. And Dick, 
Me too. <gasps> well, Marty, me lad, if this doesn't pop our cork, nothing else ever will. Yes, Dick, old son, this is it. This is the end. This is really the end. Future Past, dramatized stories from the golden age of science fiction, presented the Skylark Adventures based on the stories by E.E. E. Doc Smith, written for radio by Joseph McGuire. Starring David Johnson as Richard Seaton, Beth Greaterex as Dorothy Vainman, Roy Nessel as Martin Crane, Rebecca Murray as Peg Crane, and Reed Thompson as the villainous Mark C. Blackie Duquesne. Also in the cast were Betsy Charnas as Gwendolyn Loring, Christine Yautzi as Orlin, Steve Chambers as Dresnik, Jim Gillen as Fenor, James Anderson as Fenimal, Kelly Viston as Fenachrone Soldier, Eric Lawson as Osnomian Soldier, and James Nadiak as Eight. I'm your announcer, Ann Bodel Nash, music director, Jasmine Clemenson, future past theme by Jason Shaw at audionautics.com, sound design and dialogue editing, Jay Charles, recording technician, Yuna Sataki, associate producer, Roberta Wiley, Produced and directed by Joseph C. McGuire, this is a Radio Theater Project presentation. This program is supported with a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.